This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome, Carm Capriato, the Service Aftermarket's podcast pioneer. Join me each week for aftermarket insights from my guest host and an industry first, a virtual shop tour. Use the industry's premier podcast as your personal networking resource. And as always, know that you'll learn one thing. The video for this show is on the Aftermarket Weekly page on RemarkableResults.biz or on my YouTube channel. I'm with Dale Wormuth from Leon's Auto Care Center in Eureka, California. Hey, Dale. Hi there. Good to have you. How things shaking out there? Well, out here in the great Buffalo, you know, uh, it's always a beautiful summer day. We get one or two a year. It's great. <laughs> no, things are great. Business is good. How about you? Let's say we're holding up. Things are soft. You know, California's got some crazy gas prices. We're seeing inflation. We've got a few challenges, but we're holding our numbers pretty steady. I mean, I'd like to have some cushion there, but we're working it. Always great to have Dorman as one of our great partners here. Dorman products are continuously pursuing innovations and solutions to help the aftermarket take share from the OE. Now, one great example of this innovative spirit is Dorman's electronic power steering rack, or EPAS. Dorman has spent over three years developing this complex technology, and they've rigorously tested it at Ford's original testing location for the same F-150 rack. The best part is not about availability or anything like that, although it was previously dealer-only. A free calibration tool is provided, and when plugged into the OBD2 port, bam, it's calibrated. The rack is ready to go, no need for flashing or bringing the vehicle to the dealer to calibrate. The steering rack and pinion is now an in-and-out job, thanks to Dorman. Hey, want to really go under the hood? Well, take the Dorman virtual tour on the web at dormanproducts.com forward slash tour. Therefore, Dorman, they do do us a great job. I'm always astounded at their innovative thoughts, and um, we love the product. Well, thank you so much. We're going to be there, Tracy and I, in September. We're going to do some field tripping stuff. We're going to go behind the scenes on some stuff, record some episodes. So we, we just can't wait sometime in September. You'll all benefit from our trip down there. But, yeah, thank you for doing that. Who would have expected that a beautiful bathroom would be in a beautiful place like this? Hey, Mike Dela Cruz, good to have you here. Well, let's talk about stuff, Dale. What's going on with you? Uh, you are expanding your services no, but I wanted to speak to, one, the, the enormity and the details of our shop. My father started the business in 1961, so, and he's always had a focus on the prize of ultimately building. I mean, we were at a juncture where we had far outgrown our previous building, and we needed to either exhaust was starting to wane. This was probably uh, 1990. Catalytic converters were having its effect, stainless steel exhaust. We needed to figure out how to get either bigger or smaller. My father had the trust in my sister and I. I wouldn't say doubled down, more like quadrupled down. In having his eye on the price, he'd acquired property. We spent a, a year or two. Father was a part of a the exhaust association. We did a lot of traveling around the nation, looking at other shops and brought back the great ideas and left behind a few problems. And I can, and then as we spoke the other day, one of the first conversations with the architect, as my father exclaimed was, I want to start and talk about the ladies restroom. That was the focus, the first step in planning for the new shop, because he wanted to make a statement that we cared that it wasn't going to be your run of the mill 
25 uh, year old uh, field and stream magazine strung about that there was going to be a lot of detail to the process of and it represents who we are it, it's raised the stakes far higher for those that were considered getting in the business it raises people's expectations of what they ought to see if they go somewhere else and the floor is all greasy or the front door is all fingerprinted why they think i have a higher ideal than that hopefully and generally we see those customers back again and again. I think it's brilliant to think back to your dad 61 years ago when he started this and then the re-engineering of the building. He was such a forward thinker and innovative when it came to, it looks like, the design. Did you have much input with him on that? It was a collaborative. I mean, and I would say, uh, shame on the architect. He kind of let us dream. And um, I can recall when the architect's uh, estimate came in, of what we were going to build and it was like it far exceeded the stack of money that we had in the beginning we were pretty clear we have this much money and when the architects got done they uh, see if i can get both of my hands in here they had and so fortunately the contract the prime contractor was able to massage things and keep some of those feels of the you know everything the customer touches is tile finished the floors are with tile those impressions we were able to leave those impressions in the finished product Geez, we've been in here now for 35 years. I think when you see the video, uh, you'll be struck by, really? Uh, most people are really surprised to learn that the building, I think, has a vibe of probably uh, maybe 10 years old. But from the landscaping to, uh, we're on Highway 101, you know, one of the primary corridors of California, uh, at a traffic light. So the landscaping's important. The maintenance of the building externally is important. The windows being cleaned every month are, is important. Um, I kind of harken back during the period we were planning the shop. There's a fellow who wrote a, a book. I believe his name was Carl Sewell. He had a number of Cadillac dealerships in the Texas area. He went so far to have his own street sweeper because he wanted to be sure, even on the public streets near his place, that was tight, that uh, he was uh, very caught up in what a customer for life was worth and uh, maintained that focus. In fact, I could have read that book possibly. Everyone wanted to imitate what he did. I mean, talk about cleaning the street in front of you to get that Cadillac-ish, if you will, feel from the minute you pulled on the street. I have to make a comment on what you said, that the architect allowed you to dream. I knew you were going to come in with a high, high budget, but what a great idea to be able to say, okay, we really want this, but how can we get that within our budget? And if not, maybe we need to borrow some more money. So thank you for all that. What's going on with the third generation of the family? Thank you for asking. Uh, My sister has a son. We meet with weekly more than that actually i mean he's he's working as a technician right now a journeyman technician but we have weekly meetings i reference my job title as futurist or protector i'm the rainmaker Uh, i make certain that one obviously that the tools and equipment and people are here that there's traffic coming through the shop the phones ring but there's there's um we're in California, so there's regulations that one needs to try to stay ahead of. There's, uh, in, you know, making certain we're insured, making certain that what processes we maintain in the shop, maintain a safe environment, having a relationship with a banker. Well, I mean, we've been pretty flush here the last several years. There's still some comfort in having a first name or an email that you can um, maintain that connection with your banker. Teaching 
those things, counseling with employees, and obviously it's a pretty tight hiring market, trying to keep employees, trying to stay ahead of whatever troubles them, that there's a lot of energy that goes into the position that he's probably, will soon be pulling him back into the office, probably a shop foreman next, and then ultimately uh, I'd like to go to, uh, I don't know, New Zealand and go dirt bike riding or something. How cool is that? And you need somebody to be there. Yeah, we're going to need somebody to be here. <laughs> I love it because a trip to New Zealand is not a, a week event. You got to go for a month, right? Uh, usually at least a week. Uh, you wish more. New Zealand is very much like where we live here in Humboldt County. They grow redwood trees faster than we can, I think. And uh, if the British hadn't gotten there first and started driving on the wrong side of the road, it'd be a perfect little vacation spot. <laughs> that is really funny. I love it. A lot of great stuff has been happening on the podcast. There are some of the latest listens that we have. Of course, you all know the Aftermarket Radio Network is part of what we do. Today came out a great episode on ADAS L4, the new ASE certification. You're going to love that. The extreme value of a SWAT for your business. Matt Fonslow did economics and Hunt Demarest handling big purchases. Hopefully, you're all getting your automotive aftermarket business acumen on by listening to all these great shows. So let's go inside of this fabulous place. So I tried to provide a little plug there for our Napa Car Care Center. We are a Napa Gold Center. We're AAA approved. We've been uh, top shops, I don't know, three, four years in a row. The muffler sign there out front is kind of a, a tribute to where we came from in the muffler business. We recently, while the building was built 30 years ago, you saw some ADA parking and a, a walkway there that we're constantly trying to improve and stay on top of all the... California, you can have drive-by lawsuits about ADA stuff. So we're always trying to, again, protecting, trying to stay ahead of... I'm going to knock on wood. We've never been in court. I've never been in labor court. Not yet had uh, troubles with the customers, as it were. I stopped at the video on this incredible poster of your team. It's a wonderful thing to put in, the, in, in if you will, your customer lobby. But are you the person who would generate this concept or idea, or do you have somebody who's a marketing person? We have an ad agency, but I press for, we renew this probably every six months or so, because there's a few of the newer faces that come and go. We have an oil center, oil change center, that it's inherent that it's a low-pay position. It's just a revolving door of employment, and there's often a few changes occurring on the post. Here it looks like your waiting room, your counter. Yep. Easy for the customers to see out in the shop and see what's occurring to their car. We're going to actually see a little bit later a backside of the shop. There's almost a mirror image of this building on the backside. You're right about the timing of, uh, you know, as far as this doesn't look that old because the tile uh, isn't dated. No, it's still working. There's quite a tribute wall to being a AAA. We may flash back on that. There's a bunch of bottles of various fluids that maintain our cars or keep our cars rolling. And uh, customers are always fascinated to see how it all turns black, huh? Uh, so you can make a case for, yeah, you need to do that maintenance. Very nice display. And in a ridiculous California fashion, there's a, a material safety data sheet attached to every one of the damn things. The one chemical that looks good really isn't very good, That the deck's cool. Again, a lot of 
we try to maintain this openness and promote in our in our various commercial showing and telling with the customer firsthand. We use um, Kakui, so we're using uh, doing photos and tablets and texting that to customers, kind of reminding customers about the technicalities of their car. I see this very nice posters. It's really not as simple as going to AutoZone and having the code pulled. That's not by itself going to fix what you're doing. Uh, cookies. My wife bakes uh, upwards. This goes back a long ways, but currently we're baking about probably 30 dozen cookies a week for our customers and employees. There's our tribute wall for our AAA approved center. I love the, the openness, all the glass. Obviously, and I think I said this before about the restrooms, somebody has to care. And I press for the one for organization. There's 16 people here and you got to put it back where you found it so that the next person can find it. That kind of thought process is maintained constantly. We use our writer as our point of sale system. How many bays do you have, Dale? 16 bays. And with all 16 there that many years ago that you built the business? No, originally the backside of the shop, we were going to lease it uh, to help pay for, uh, make the payment on the house, as it were. And uh, when it finally push came to shove and somebody wanted to use it, we had enough junk stored back there. We said, whoa, maybe we better. And of course, we've evolved. We've punched some holes in the wall. And we'll see in a moment, there's quite an activity occurring on the backside of the shop. Yeah, this was one of the biggest parts rooms I ever saw of late. Came from the exhaust business where if you didn't have it, you know, this was before Amazon and eBay and overnight service or overnight uh, delivery that uh, we were, we're very accustomed to stocking our own product as best we can. I mean, we have a great connection with our Nap, local Napa dealer, but um, if I can buy it right, that's my nephew there, Lucas, the heir apparent. And this is another angle from that same backside of the shop. A lot of parking. This building takes up about a half a block, and we own the rest of it as well. So we're able to um, uh, use up all the available parking because 16 hoists, there usually means there's lots of cars that have been left here overnight or for the week or you're waiting for parts. We have two har- uh, big RV. I think one's like a 34,000-pound big recollection. Oh, that's my toy there, my 59 El Camino. Has a 572 cubic inch motor in it. Sets car alarms off when you drive down the street. <laughs> I bet you. Um, it's something very proud to see the video. I have to pause and and share where everybody's pride about what we're doing here. This was a great tour, albeit as short as it is. I'm sure there was so much more to see, but a beautiful, beautiful operation and uh, a busy one. Wow, 16 bays. <laughs> overnight you know i think there's a lot of guys that maybe work at a shop and think they're going to open their own shop there has to be some planning and focus and maybe an image of what that thing is you're dreaming it'll be i think about the same process for adding services we've always sublet alignment i couldn't justify buying new alignment equipment Uh, we don't sell tires so that to me made the alignment thing a little bit tougher to justify but um, when Sears went out of business here locally, we managed to, to get a Hawkeye Hunter machine uh, and bought it right. And so we're able to control the timing of a completed job and when things get done. But I didn't just run out and do it. It was, again, it's something that needed to be planned and looking for the deal. You know, the last 10 years, probably more than that since 2008, 
the closures of so many dealerships, we did go to a few of those auctions and did acquire some of those pieces of equipment and had the resources to do those things. And I would say the planning and patience and having the resources, money to go do those things. Well, I have to tell you something. One of the things you said a little earlier that you are a rain maker, it makes all kinds of sense to what you just said that, you know, this doesn't happen overnight. There's an evolution of success. You always have to have your eye on the prize, the visionary of the business. And this is what you have now. Well, and I'm blessed that we're big enough that I can sit quietly back here in this office right now and have these conversations that for somebody that's working in their business is that's tough. I do have an unfair advantage in being able to work on the business, try to see those trends, try to, you know, I, over the years, I've always often uh, acquired oh, uh, the prospectus, say, of Midas or um, other trade organizations to kind of see what do they see in their kaleidoscope of future, because they probably can see it from higher up than I can. Again, trying to steal those ideas, trying to do some planning, that I'm blessed that I'm able to maintain that kind of position to uh, work on the business. Excellent. Great stuff. Are you going to Napa Expo? Absolutely. Well, please stop by and say hi. I'll meet you in person for the first time. Tracy and I will both be there. Look for our studio in the thick of it. We're going to be down there. We're going to be moderating some panels. So I'm really looking forward to it. Dale Wormuth, Leon's Car Care, Eureka, California. Man, thank you so much for this tour. Inspiring. And I wish you continued success. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.